Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Crossbody of Work. My name is Evan. I am Javier. This week, our run of one-word names continues. <laughs> I didn't even we realize had, we were doing this. I didn't know either. We had tests last week. Uh, next week, I changed the schedule a little bit, so it's another one-name wrestler, one-word <laughs> name wrestler. And this week, Tatanka. Oh, man. You know, Tatanka is honestly probably the most forgettable wrestler of all time. Weirdly, I thought Tatanka was around for a lot longer because I feel like he pops up at like Legends events a lot, and you heard about him on like the independent circuit, and you and he did that run where he came back. Well, like you just like he would the the convention circuit. That's more of what I'm looking for. Is like Tatanka would be at a convention, be like you know, there's lots of people at the convention. Sergeant Slaughter's here, Duggan's here, and Tatanka's here. And so in my brain, I'm like, oh well, Tatanka must have been in the WWF for like. Eight, nine, ten years. No, he's there for five. Not even. Yeah. I mean, look, you got to think, but like Tatanka probably started in 1991. And he I mean, he's gone by 96. Yeah. And then he comes back randomly in 2005. And we will because, cover all of that. Because vibes. We will cover all of that because we take a wrestler and we look at their career through five of their most important matches. For Tatanka, weirdly, we're covering six matches because the first one doesn't really count. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a... We'll talk about it it's in a, a moment. Bit. Before it's a moment. we dive into it, what did you know about Tatanka? What, uh, I knew was, his what gimmick. was your mental picture of Tatanka? I knew his gimmick... Um... Because he's just a native Amer- a stereotypical Native American man, which yep. you know it's okay because he is a Native American man. He is part uh, of the Lumbee tribe. Yeah, which, so he, which he is, is an indigenous person. Yes, at least it's 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 uh it's in good taste because of that. I guess it's it's not like you know, hey, giant Samoan man, your name is now Yokozuna, and you are Japanese. Yeah. It's it's not that it's not a yeah. white man playing a Native American, which yeah. is uh, which is a good thing. Uh, I knew that he was in the '92 Royal Rumble because it's it's a Royal Rumble. I watched a bunch. It's a good Rumble. He's in it. He sure uh, is. And I knew that he randomly came back in the 2000s because, the, uh, you know, as you could probably predict, that is how I knew Tatanka. I was thinking about this because I know that you are. Watching eras initially were different, right? Like I was 99 to like 2005-ish, and you were that new new generation, like 2003, 2004? Yeah, I mean, I 2002, If but it's just Brock. I literally yeah. only remember Brock. And then it starts to expand. And I was thinking, like, Javier was probably watching when randomly Tatanka just showed up, and he was probably so confused. Dude... 
we cover it, but when he's just randomly in tag matches with Matt Hardy, I uh, I was like, who the fuck is this? Where's Jeff? <laughs> yeah, Jeff looks different, and I'm confused. All right, Chris Chavis, which is the name of Tatanka. Uh, like I mentioned, he is part of the Lumbee tribe from North Carolina, so he's actually an indigenous person, so it's a little bit better than a, a just white guy playing an indigenous person on TV. He started competing in powerlifting, competing in his first bodybuilding contest, Mr. Virginia Beach, placing second, won a lot of competitions, decided against competing on national level. From 85 to 1990, he worked at Bally's Health and Tennis Corporation, becoming a divisional manager. Wrestlers, they're just like us. I mean... So exciting! What a what are an interesting. A, are you a divisional manager at a health area? I'm not, but you know it's cool. It's it's funny when I'm like, oh, this was their job before they became a professional wrestler and wrestled in tights for our amusement. He went to open tryouts during the 1987 NFL strike for the Miami Dolphins and made the cut. Oh, but turned it down due to the lucrative money he was already making selling memberships at Bally's Health Club. Bally's that is, is, that, is better than the Miami Dolphins. That is, it's, admittedly, how much were the Dolphins realistically shelling out for replacement players? Not a lot. Uh, then he was introduced by Nature Boy Buddy Rogers to George Scott, who was the booker for WWF. He had done a little bit of, uh, of some work in Florida, and then WWF wanted to start using him. He wrestled under the name the War Eagle Chris Chavis, and then eventually was signed to WWF, had his first tryout match January 8th in 1991, and we're going to look at his debut vignettes and his first match. I am so glad that they made Tatanka a babyface. Oh my god. When you think about it, and you think of Vince, and you think of just the way that anyone who was not white was treated at the time... The fact that they decided to make Tatanka a babyface is a great decision and a surprising decision. Well, I mean, it's like, where where do you go with the heel route? Is it, you people stole my land? Yeah. it would. I, I think that's the thing is, I don't trust WWF to have any grace. Everything is so heavy. a foreigner. <laughs> Everything is so heavy-handed with WWF that I'm like, I. it's just good that he's a babyface. And honestly... These promos were like they were very, very pretty. You know, they were good... very repetitive. You just very repetitive. said the same stuff over again. You know, he said his ancestors were the first American. Uh, that his people were not afraid to die uh, or to and fight and and die for the, the the people. You know, it's like it's it's all about family and all that stuff. And then he does his Native American shit, which I will not. No, we repeat, which we won't do. Yeah, nope. You're not gonna catch me slipping. Mm-mm. Nope. I do love, so the first one, he's talking about leadership, prosperity, the, the beliefs of the Indian nation, and then you get the next one, where he's talking about the river, and it was clearly filmed in the same day, because he's in the exact oh, yeah. same outfit, and I'm like, Same oh, okay. setting, same river, yeah. same time of day. Uh, also, the second one, my, the speakers were blowing the fuck out. Yeah. I don't know who mixed that, um, whether Vince McMahon tried doing it himself, but it, it, was, it was a working for me, boss. Some good lines. He talks about how uh, he's going to be like the eagle and soar in the WWF, just like the river flows in its own direction. He too will flow in his own direction. They include Carry on things the pride of the Indian nation. They include things like the indigenous drums, which are very important in indigenous culture. And I was like, this is okay. I'm like, this is actually kind of cool. And then he gets his debut match against Pat Tanaka, who looks like a fucking stagehand. All right. Well, I mean, 
there was a one of the vignettes here had a shaman, and I was just like, was Pat Tanaka the, the shaman? Because the shaman was kind of short. He so Pat Tanaka again confusing because Tanaka Tatanka. Tanaka has just a black shirt and black pants and no shoes, and he looks like he should be moving chairs off of the Hamilton stage. He looks like a production aide. He really does. Yeah, he's a PA. He should get somebody coffee. Uh, the debut for those wondering, February first of nineteen ninety-two. Uh, the Pat Tanaka episode is going to be electric. Let me tell it's you, it's going to be seven minutes long. What did you think of his debut? I mean, I can summarize the debut in four bullet points. Let's do uh, it. A back kick by Pat Tanaka. He's no selling and stomping around, marching yeah. around. I didn't really know what to call what Tanaka, what Tatanka they keep, does. So Tatanka does this thing where he kind of is like not skipping, but like like going around in a circle around Prancing. his opponent. And they call it a war dance, or that he's on the war path. And I didn't feel like that was right to call it either. I'm like, he's just circling. That's all he does. Like he's yeah. just circling. Yeah. Jumping punches. Yep. Uh and then uh jumping tomahawk chop to the throat. And that's, and that's the it. win. It's, it's in the match. Did you know that Tatanka was pushed as undefeated for a long time? Oh, uh, was he? Tatanka is undefeated. Through our third Actually, match that we covered. Yeah, I remember them at the end of the third match being like, oh, yeah, well, his, his undefeated streak continues. I was he like, did not suffer oh. any pinfall or submission defeats. He did lose battle royals, which still like don't count for undefeated streaks. He also would lose on house shows. His earliest rival was Rick the Model Martel. It culminated mm. in Tatanka's pay-per-view debut at WrestleMania 8 with Tatanka winning. On May 1892, they had a peak of his. Uh, Zaka had the peak of his success. He won the 40 man bashed in the USA Battle Royal. Never heard of it. Good for uh, for our boy Tatanka. Then the feud with Martel was renewed because Martel stole a sacred eagle feather or his sacred eagle feathers because Martel wanted to add them to his wardrobe. What a bitch. It leads to this match at Survivor Series 1992. I am very excited for our eventual Rick Martell episode. Oh, my God. There's just going to be so much to it because we've got the team between him and Tito. Yeah. Uh, we, we've got the model stuff, everything that came after that. He's, and he's a fucking good wrestler. He is. And he's a good character guy, too. He was in the Can-Am Connection. Forgot about that. He was in the AWA okay. for five years. We got some uh, good Martel stuff coming up. Is Rick Martel going to be a two-parter? Uh, <laughs> no, because he, he, he's one of those guys who shows up in other people's episodes because he puts on damn good matches. This is this is true. Plus, we've got to save a lot of his stuff for the Tito episode. It's true. What did you think of this match? I thought that the character work in this match was excellent. I agree. From, from both of them. I, I, I really did. Um, there were... Some just glaringly awful wrestling from a particular individual in this match, and it was not Rick Martel. Before we started recording, you were talking about the Cena five moves of doom and how oh Tatanka also has five moves of doom. Can you quickly list off the five moves of doom for Tatanka? Oh my god, it's it's the punch. Uh, yeah, it's it's the the jumping. Uh, just from a standing position, jumping uh, tomahawk chop straight down. Um, it is the arm ringer. It is a just regular chop, and it is the flying tomahawk chop off the top rope. 
with a, a sixth move to finish a Simone drop. Yes, yes, with the Simone drop. Yeah. That's most of the wrestling in all of these matches. <laughs> like, at least John Cena did a collar and elbow tie-up, you know? He added the springboard stunner, which he shouldn't have. Hey, 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 I'm seeing big match Johnny John John Boy on Monday, all right? Very That's excited true. about it. Very exciting yeah. stuff. In terms of the match, early on, Tatanka catches a kick, does an atomic drop, runs Martello to the floor. Martello gets run to the turnbuckle, uh, but then he stun guns Tatanka on the top rope, which is weird because he was too far away when he first caught him, so he had to stumble yeah. backwards for which, a while. Honestly, I kind of fucked with it. I, I actually kind of like that. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Uh, it was smart, too, because Tatanka's a big boy, so if you think about it, if he catches him, it's going to be tough for him to just stand there, especially considering the size uh, disparity between the two. This is a fun game. Boy. This is a fun game I like to play. How big do you think Tatanka is billed at? Oh, man. Well, he's shorter than Matt Hardy. Yeah. I, I know that. So Matt Hardy's probably like 6'2". So I'm going to guess Tatanka is probably like shoots 5'11", maybe 6 feet, uh, 265 pounds. But I'm going to assume he's billed at like 6'1". Okay. 280? You are really close. 6'2", 285. Oh. Very, very close. So there's all this stuff, this wrestling stuff happening in the ring. That's not the most important thing happening right now in this match. <laughs> do you do you want to tell the people what is happening during this match? Okay, so at one point, uh, so he does. So Martel hits the stun gun. Yep. Uh, he starts taunting, and then he throws on a, a, a guillotine. Yep. And the crowd at one point, you could see on the hard cam in the background, everyone in the crowd just starts looking to uh their left so the right of of our viewing experience here as as people watching the video um and at one point i'm like what the fuck is happening why is everyone like and they're not cutting to it so i'm like oh shit was there like something going on in the crowd or or like whatever is someone gonna make a run-in but it lasts so long that it's very clearly not a run-in and then they finally like pan the camera over to to what it was it's fucking doink the clown this is how Doink was debuted. Not this, not this one, but before he was even named on WWF television, he would just show up in the crowd or show up during matches and at first do things like balloon animals and like play with kids or whatever, and then started doing like pranks on people and kind of fucking with them. Some of the things that he did on both fans and wrestlers, uh, he tripped Big Bossman with a trip wire, poked Tatanka in the eye with a mop, accidentally, air quotes, dumped water on Marty Jannetty, and attacked Crush with a loaded prosthetic arm. Oh, Jesus Christ. A couple of those happened after he had debuted and been given a name, but we're watching the origins of Doink during this match, which I, I knew nothing about this match. I knew that it, I knew that it existed. I didn't even know that. But I knew that they had a feud over the feather, and that's it. But then Doink shows up, and he's just making balloon animals, and it's so distracting. I am not paying attention. It's taking forever to to make the balloon animal. (laughs) Matt Bourne was not a a comedian or a a clown. Okay, I give you access to as many YouTube video tutorials as you want and unlimited supply of balloons. How long does it take you to be able to make five different animals? 
five different animals. It's uh, different I animals. I, I don't. I don't think there is a time. I, I don't. You can give me an infinite <laughs> amount of time. I'm never gonna get to five animals. I probably won't even get the dog right, dude. At least you, you one. You just blow the first one. You're like snake. That's yeah, good. There you go. Uh, I can I, if I can somehow if I can somehow get it into a like a circle, boom, fucking uh, stingray. There we go. I was about to ask you. I'm like, what animal do you think is donut shaped? Because uh, and, and then if I can get the little like the part that you blow into to stick out, boom, stingray. At, that's better because it's like I I need to find this magical donut shaped animal that you speak of. <laughs> it's a donut. That is what it is. I made a donut. <laughs> So Martel's in control for a little bit while, a little while. Uh, this is where I realized that Tatanka and his, so he's got like the, the, he's got the trunks and then he's got like the cloth over it. And whenever yeah. it gets flipped up, this man looks like Instagram girls at the beach. Oh, like, dear God. The wedgie is absurd. It's all cheek. He's got like the old man, like tights, like the, the way Flair has it where they're like, they like pull it all the way up for yeah. whatever fucking reason. I don't know why they do this. I don't know why they Showing have off. Shown off, baby. And it's like it's like uh people who aren't confident in their stomach, how they like put the 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 pants all the way up to like the belly button. Yeah. That's like what he's got going. It's like debuting Rusev. Like even though Rusev was in shape, he still would keep the the pants really high with the with his uh yeah. his gear. Yeah. Yeah. In oh, terms no. of actual wrestling, the only like non five moves of Doom move. Tatanka does a short arm clothesline that's actually pretty good. Oh yeah, he does hit a clothesline. Um and then he goes and lets Martel post himself. Yep. Uh he does an arm ringer. He does a backslide for a near fall. That's a new one. Yep. A deep arm drag, which is just an extension of the arm ringer, really. Yeah. Who are we kidding? Uh Doink is just being so fucking weird. <laughs> Doink needs to relax. There was a there was a long uh like Doink was on the camera for like a minute at one point and I was like, right, what are we doing here? We'll never know what happens in that minute during the match. We're too busy yeah. watching Doink. Yeah. Uh, uh Mar- Martel tosses Tanaka over the or Tatanka over the top rope. Uh he gets an elbow to the back, knees to the lower back. He's really trying to work the midsection of Tatanka. Martel to the middle of the rope, Tatanka with a strike as he jumps off the rope. Then it's the five moves of doom. Tatanka with the chop, he circles Martel, overhead chop, a scoop slam, top mm-hmm. rope chop by Tatanka, Samoan drop for the win, and immediately goes and gets his feathers back. And that that is how you restore the honor of your family. If I'm watching this pay-per-view for the first time, like, I don't know how invested, like, people love Tatanka. Like, you can see in the crowd, even at this point, people are super into it. It is over. I wish they weren't doing the, the chop. Like they do with the Chiefs games and the Braves games. Well, it's because he does it. You know? I, yeah, but it's one of those, it's it's a relic of history that you look back on. You're like, oh, all right. If I'm watching this pay per view live, I'm immediately like, who is this clown? I need more clown information. Like I need I'm more so clown doink. deal. Yeah. Like, is Doink main eventing WrestleMania next year? Are we? What are we doing? Like, <laughs> where does Doink rank fictional clowns? Oh my God! Krusty's number one. Krusty's one with a bullet. Krusty the clown is number one, and it's not even close. Number two is whatever Cameron's clown persona was called in uh, Modern Family. Oh yes, fair. Do you consider the Joker a clown? The clown prince of crime. Uh, well, like yeah, 
but I don't consider him a part of this because he's not like a clown clown. What know? about Pennywise? Pennywise do be a clown, so he's third. Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald's last because I hate Ooh. McDonald's. Oh, that's fair. If you hate McDonald's, that's fair. Doink, doink's like fourth? The doink, doink is fourth at best, yes. That's fair. That's still on the, on the rush fifth, fifth is, there was a clown at a birthday party I went to once. That's got, that guy's fifth. <laughs> that, that dude had some skin in the game. All right. <laughs> we're going to take a break. When we get back, we are looking at Tatanka's biggest match from his first run in WWF. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland, chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. Back from the break, we're at WrestleMania 9. It is a match between Tatanka and Shawn Michaels. For the Intercontinental Championship, this is Tatanka's first ever title shot in WWF. Michaels is not really feuding with Tatanka. He's feuding with Sensational Sherry at the time. Hold on. Time out. Flag on the fucking play. You said first. Did Tatanka have more title opportunities in the WWE? I do not know, but I know this was the first. (laughs) I was was concerned there for a second. (laughs) Michaels is not really feuding with Tatanka. He's feuding with Sherry. Sherry had been Michael's valet. At one point, uh, Marty Jannetty tried to hit Michaels with the mirror, and Michaels pulled Sherry in front. Sherry got mad at him, caused her to turn on him at the Rumble in 93. So for this match, Sherry is in Tatanka's corner, and in Michael's corner is a very young Luna Vachon. Shout out. Very terrifying. Still like, yes. has the face paint stuff on. She's got face paint. She looks... I do not want to go anywhere near this woman. She is scary looking. This is the opener to a terrible WrestleMania that honestly has some of the greatest WrestleMania vibes I've ever seen. Brother, I was looking at this and I was like, yo, this is like a very aesthetically pleasing uh, like setup they've got going on here. This might Season- be one of the most Is that like the most aesthetically pleasing WrestleMania ever? Like when Absolutely. you're just looking at like the ring from the hard cam and all this stuff? Like yeah. I'm like this is dope. I loved WrestleMania 9 in terms of the way it looks. Caesar's Palace is great. You've got all the announcers in their in their in their Roman togas. Heenan comes out backwards on a camel. Like it's incredible. Yeah, it's probably the like one of the three it's not probably. It's one of the three worst WrestleManias. Yeah. But like, you know, beggars can't be choosers. This is the opening contest. It is also the second longest match on the card. This is not that long of a match. It's 18 minutes. Okay. It did not feel like 18 minutes. It felt like 12. (laughs) It loses the title of longest match by 14 seconds to the tag title match between Money, Inc. 
and the Mega Maniacs, aka Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake. It's a bad match. It's a bad match. It's got Hogan in it. I just next. <laughs> As this is like the probably the highlight of Tatanka's in-ring first run. What is the highlight of his career? What are we talking about here? Aside from being a part of the 92 Royal Rumble, this is probably the most notable thing Tatanka's ever done. What did you think of the match? My brother curtain jerked with Shawn Michaels. Um, I thought it was fine. I The thing with this is, like, this is honestly probably the first time Shawn Michaels has ever had a match, and I was like, damn, he has no chemistry with this dude. Aside from it being, like, Hulk Hogan, you know? Yeah. Or, like, just the worst of the worst wrestlers. Because I don't think Tatanka is necessarily a bad wrestler. I think he can, you, can pull a, you, you can pull an okay match with him. Uh, yeah. I just think that, obviously, you're never going to get a great match from Tatanka just because he's extremely limited. Yeah. But you can get some. And I don't think Sean even got some because I don't think Sean was in his A game either. No. It's just, it wasn't great. Some um, was missing. Some was also, missing. I realized the the other one where I'm like, oh, like, did Tatanka have another ta- another title opportunity and things like that we know that he had one because we've covered it before oh do dear you, god do you remember bob holly and the one two three kid versus bam bam bigelow and tatanka from the bob holly episode we did that like two months ago and i don't remember that so that's i remember us being, why are bam bam and tatanka teammates aside from that match wow. this is the highest like this is the highest singles match grade for Tatanka in his whole career. That is insane to me. I'm sorry, that tag team match was the best grade he's ever had? Aside from being in Royal Rumble matches, yes. That is... Okay. Tatanka, we need to talk about... We got to get him back in the lab. We need We need to talk to start to, to put the boots back on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work with this man. We're going to put him in AEW. He's going to have a hardcore match against Darby Allin. Would have been ROH. And- no, we're gonna we're gonna put we're gonna get him in a hardcore match against Darby Allen. We're gonna pull five stars out of this man. I guarantee you. What did you, let, let's talk about the action? What are some things you liked? I like the commentary team of Jr. Macho Man and Heenan. I, th- yeah. I think that is that was a fun little thing they got going on there because they all hated each other. I don't know if it's shoot or kayfabe, but they all hated each other. <laughs> Um, at one point here, there's like a there's like a headlock spot that Sean has on, and he basically sets up a uh, Dudley dog, yeah. But he just kind of pulls through and keeps the hold on. Although Tatanka in the other corner just ends up in the back suplex, anyways. Yeah. One of the early moves that like I think it's meant to be an impressive spot. We get a wrist lock by Michaels, and he kind of powers Tatanka down. He goes all the way down to a bridge position, and then powers his way back up and shoves him off. I'm like, okay, it's a power from Tatanka. Michaels moves out of the way in the corner and then dives off the top rope. And I do not understand this. I don't think I've ever seen this. Tatanka catches him in an arm drag immediately. That is his. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. Power slam him, right? You're a big guy. Sean's small. Especially because I've seen him. He hits a power slam at one point in one of these matches. (laughs) I've never seen this. Uh, yeah, no, he, and then at one point, Sean, he whips Sean into the corner. Sean oversells it like a motherfucker. And then he comes and just obliterates this man off the apron. Yeah. Just obliterates him. 
we throughout the match there's a lot of sprinkles of tension between uh Sherry and Luna. And yeah. I'm like, Sherry, you don't want that smoke. You really you do don't. don't. You really Luna, don't. Luna Vashon is a part of the Vashon family. She will fuck you up. <laughs> exactly. Tatanka keeps overhead chopping HBK as he tries to enter the ring, and honestly, it made me laugh after a little bit. I I <laughs> did I did crack. It the first time I was like whatever, and then by the fifth time I was like this is this is actually funny. Yeah, they got me. They got yeah. me. I'm not Nothing like you. running a joke into the ground to eventually get a pity laugh. <laughs> Tatanka catches Sean, uh, hits an inverted uh, atomic drop. Which is something that he's hit multiple times throughout yeah. these matches, which is kind of cool. He's just like catches them stand still. It's not like one fluid motion. He just catches them, holds them there for a second, then hits an inverted, and then decides drop. like decides to drop them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he at one point he catches Sean with the DDT, which looked a bit weird, but you know what? We'll it, allow it. It's very clunky. Yes. Uh, and then he just starts working the left arm. Work the arm, um, baby. Evan, we need to talk about this because while he's working the arm, at one point, Sean gets up to his feet, but still in the arm position. Um, and Tatanka is standing up as well, just facing him while holding his arm. And that is literally what they're doing. That He's just holding his arm. You yep. can very clearly see that he doesn't have uh, his arms in any pressure point. Like, it's not holding the shoulder. Nope. It's not, like, sp- extending the elbow. It's literally one hand is on the bicep. The other hand is on, like, the wrist. And he is just holding it in place while Sean is in a very normal position. But Sean is selling it like his arm is being ripped from his socket. Like he, fucking hilarious. like he is a toy and he's been captured by Sid and is being fucking work done. He does a leg. Chitanka to get him down, does a leg drop to the arm. Um, <laughs> and I, I, my next bullet point is literally just bro and this holding sequence. I have turned into Vince Russo. I am broing it up. Tatanka hits a diving overhead chop and then goes for a second one and gets clocked with sweet chin music. And knowing what we know about Sean, in my head, I was like, oh, that's the end of the match. Because he caught Tatanka, who's like a lower wrestler, with this huge move. And I was like, that's it. One, I don't think it's called sweet chin music yet. I don't think No, it's not even. It's a setup move. He still has the fisherman uh, buster as as his thing. And so I'm looking at it and I'm like, why is no one reacting? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? This is like one of the three best super kicks of Shawn Michaels' career. Yeah, it's no Shelton, but it's it's good. Okay, I said I said super kicks, not sweet chin musics. That's fair. Because it's not sweet chin music yet. <laughs> it hasn't developed yet. Uh, Michaels is yelling at Sherry at ringside, does a swing neck breaker. He does this, like, I do not know how to describe this, like, leg roll out it's of the It's the corner. worst victory roll I've ever seen in my life. Was he going for a victory roll? Was you that know what, that what was? it looks like? It looks like it, if you're watching like an MMA fight mm-hmm. and the person's just like, I'm in a very precarious position. Fuck it. Single leg takedown. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. He looks like a toddler who's in a gymnastic class for the first time. And he's like, I rolled, mom. And they're like, whatever, Sean. It's like when they're up against the cage and like the guy's trying to throw on a surprise he, arm bar. And he's and just he, like, you're totally fucked. So you just single just, leg. Yeah. <laughs> This is the point in the match where I was like, are we near the end yet? Like, (laughs) Kind of. We get an electric chair. um, And then we finally get to the point where it's acceptable because Tatanka starts no-selling Shawn Michaels' flying axe handles. He does his little little march, little prance, stomp, uh, skip, 
hop, whatever the fuck you want, a jig. I don't know what the hell you call whatever Tatanka what does. verb you want to use, but... Yeah. You can use whatever verbiage you want, but I'm going to just keep messing it all up. Uh, he, at one point, Sean goes, tries to get a, another super kick off. Tatanka catches the boot, hits a massive chop, and just keeps going. And Sean is selling like he his like he's getting commission for it. I think he um, is. He might honestly, he might be. Uh, we get a slingshot into the corner for a near fall, or in a roll up for a near fall. Uh, at one point, uh, Tatanka gets him up, gets Sean up for a Samoan drop. Sean rolls that up for a near fall. Yeah. This is where I realized that there's a kid in the front row in a Larry Johnson Hornets jersey. Respect. Grandmama? Is this my hot take of the day? It is. Uh, Zion Williamson is just Larry Johnson. Um, That's my hot take. I, mean, it's, I don't think it's that much of a hot take because, well, he's Larry Johnson with a better dribble. Oh yeah, uh, better dribble. Yeah, a little bit it's more modern skill. Larry Johnson. And yeah, that's that's a I think that's that's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Larry Johnson was a really really good player. He just got hurt. He was. Yeah. Oh, which Zion is all that keeps happening to Zion. Oh my god. Is Zion going to end up on a Knicks and then hit a four-point play to send them to the NBA Finals? Please don't give the Knicks fans hope. It's like it's like how you shouldn't feed the birds. Just don't give Nick Fan hope. All right. Uh, Tatanka turns a flying crossbody into a power slam for an air fall. Evan, Which would have been the normal thing to do instead of his fucking arm drag. We got our wish. Uh, Sean misses a crossbody off the apron and nearly avoids fucking blowing his brains out with the steps. Yeah. Um, that would have been awful. Because he, it looked like he kind of slipped a little bit and he had no control of where he was going. Then we get um, to the finish. Tatanka's back into the ring. Sean pulls the official out of the ring during the count. And then Tatanka hits a Samoan drop, and the ref is literally going down to do the pin. Instead, calls it off. DQ finish. Sean is disqualified for for touching me. But that's not what happened. He actually, I thought it was a countout. He gave the countout victory. That, so that's the thing I don't understand. Is if the countout victory is happening, once you hit ten, you turn. Brother, I don't even bell. know. Now, the thing was. I was like late waiting for commentary to tell me, but they were like, oh, it's a DQ. At first, they were like, he's disqualified. And then they were like, it's a count out. And I was like, I didn't get an answer from this. And I know Wikipedia. So quite frankly, I don't know. It says count out on Wikipedia. But based on what I was seeing with my own eyes, I was like, okay, so he pulls them out. So that's why. Like, you can't call the count out that much later. You know what Referees I mean? like, in the pocket. Referees in the pocket, which is going to be a theme in Tatanka's career. We'll get to that in a bit. October 30th, 1993. Day after Tatanka my birthday. Su- Tatanka alive, suffers but, yeah. his first televised defeat in the WWF. I would like you to predict who it was against. Oh, my God. What year was it? 1993. Okay. Um, who is a mid-carder? Is it Tito? Did he lose Tito? It's not Tito. Damn it. Oh, is it a heel? Did he lose to a heel? It's a heel. Okay. Uh... Fuck it, motherfucking IRS. Ludwig Borga. His first... Javier just choked on his water because of Ludwig Borga. His first televised loss was to Borga. Borga had hit Tatanka in the bag with a steel chair while Mr. Fuji distracted the referee. What? Which also, remind, this means 18 months a little over 18 months that Tatanka was undefeated on WWF television. 
man was over. My man went on, they gave him the Goldberg just to sh- fucking have, drop him out to Ludwig Vorka? Dude, do not put that level of disrespect on Ludwig's name. Also, did you see that Goldberg said that he wanted, to, uh, he deserves a retirement match and he wants WWE to start doing that soon? I stopped listening to Goldberg when he had issues with Rihanna's halftime performance. I didn't see what his reasoning was for that. Um, uh, it was he thought he he hates women being sexual, and so All I right. told him well, to go was, kick rocks. Okay. Anyways, um, she wore like a full like suit, very baggy because she's pregnant. Anyways, um, and I guess the 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 whole like thing that fans were advocating for was for Big E to be the one to retire him because he was Big E's idol growing up. That's right. Big meaty men slap meat. I'll take it. If the big oh. E, the big E out of like injury comeback tour is to retire Goldberg first, I am all in. Big E would be the biggest baby face of all time if he did that. Yeah, big E truly is just a baby face of a human being. Truly. Love that, truly man. Really Speaking of baby faces, let's talk about a battle between two baby faces. SummerSlam 1994. So heading into this match, it's between Lex Luger and Tatanka. Uh, but there was a storyline where Ted DiBiase announced in July of 94 that he had convinced Lex Luger to join the Million Dollar Corporation. Leading up to the SummerSlam, Tatanka had confronted Luger on several occasions, criticizing him for selling out to DiBiase. This led to a kayfabe admission from Luger that he had met with DiBiase, but Luger repeatedly denied it. He wasn't joining the corporation, and he agreed to face Tatanka at SummerSlam to settle their argument. Luger, you big fucking sellout. You sellout. You piece of shit. Tatanka is fighting a a righteous fight. He thinks that, you know, Luger sold out and he needs to be put in his place. But I would like to raise this question. Selling out sounds like a great idea, doesn't it? Brother, I'm telling you right now, if this motherfucker is going to throw me a duffel bag full of money, I'll turn heel. Like, it's just what it is. Absolutely. Oh, you joined Money Inc. You're a bad guy now. Okay. And? I, my, the main thing for when it comes to, selling out is when people th- are like oh this musician sold out i'm like no they're more popular than maybe when you listen to them before no if they want to get if they want to get the pepsi bag by doing a pepsi ad who cares let them live you know what i'll never understand about why the the concept of selling out uh in wrestling is a dumb thing you guys just work together you just work together why do you care why do you care if your buddy needs Especially the, like the people that are completely like unaffected by it. Like, you know, this is just an example. Like, let's say fucking, I don't know, uh, Montez Ford turns heel tomorrow. Yeah. And then he's like in a feud with Dawkins because let's say he turned heel on Dawkins. Right. Uh, if Johnny Gargano is just like, oh, I don't fuck with you anymore, man. You're kind of a dick. It's like. First off, why are you even talking to him? He's your coworker. You're not close personal friends. Who cares? Why do you care if he's like if he turned his back on Dawkins? Are you friends with Dawkins? No? Then shut the fuck up. When you think about like what the connection backstage to have with Lex Luger. That's all I want to fucking know. When you think about the backstage like ecosystem that is mentally like portrayed for us that like there's the thing that where we know obviously that they're all co-workers but also they've all signed up to be part of this like wrestling league and yet they all have different 
moral opinions and then you think it's like oh well there's an undead wizard who comes by every once in a while and sometimes he gets buried alive and there's a crazy guy who has his own house full of puppets and he'll fuck you up psychologically there's also a man who's been in the marine movies multiple times and he's impervious to pain the rock shows up occasionally has never brought kevin hart like it's a really weird ecosystem there's a guy who looks a lot like a dentist we used to have who is now a really terrible mayor of a tiny town in Tennessee but for the interim there believed he had been burned and had physical burns all over his body because of some weird love triangle between his mom and uh, a funeral director am I getting that right wrestling one of these dumb. guys pretended to be Andre the Giant's son even though he's not even French <laughs> I like that. That's the and Paul White. <laughs> and How Paul dare White Paul White? He was he was Andre's kid, and I bet you the only word he knows how to say is "we." This match is not good. This match is six minutes long. People, I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> it's a six-minute match. Um, it starts off with just Tatanka saying that that Lex sold out and pointing. They just talk for the first like thirty seconds. You know, heated debate round. Um, just to go through the match itself would be a disservice because who cares? Like, it's really bad. Yeah. The only important Color thing. tie up. Oh my God. The only important thing to know is that Lex is being booed quite a bit. Yeah. For the, the baby face, baby face here. Yeah. What is this? This is, it's a next SummerSlam that he goes on the whole Lex Express thing, or was that the year before? I think. I think that was the year before, but I will double check. I don't know. I, I don't know how. I don't know the Lex Luger timeline. Did we do a Lex Luger episode? We have done the Lex Luger episode. Jesus Christ. I should know more about the Lex Luger timeline then. Um, it's just, it's not great stuff here, man. It's, it's a lot of Tatanka working over the left arm. There's a running shoulder block. There's a running crossbody for near falls. There's a small package. There's a lot of punches from Luger that don't look very good. Uh, at one point, Luger the hits it. Express was the year before. Yeah, no wonder he's getting booed. He, that shit fucking sucked. Um, Luger misses a jumping uh, elbow drop after uh, hitting a suplex. We get running tomahawk chops. It's just it's this very uh, it's very basic offense going both ways. Because let me tell you something: neither of these two guys are technical savants. No, Tahanka tries like a top rope something. Tahanka. Tatanka. <laughs> my brain just <laughs> my brain just shut off there. Tatanka missed the top rope something. Luger with a series of I wrote them as screaming clotheslines because he hits clotheslines while just fucking screaming. I do not know why. Uh he's being booed. But I thought it was him being booed. It's actually Ted DiBiase's being booed because he comes out with a red, white, and blue duffel bag of money. Oh baby. Nothing like getting that team USA dollars. Power slam by Luger, but then he sees DiBiase. He takes his mind off the prize, eye off the prize, mind off the whatever. Doesn't matter. Gets rolled up by Tatanka. One, two, three. So earlier this year, 1994, Lex had won the Royal Rumble, and now he has been pinned by Tatanka at SummerSlam. Tatanka supremacy. He was a co-winner. All right. He was a co-winner. He got a title shot at WrestleMania 10. That's what, that's not, what counts. It's easy. It, the hardest anyone's fallen off in the same calendar year after winning the Royal Rumble. 
Ooh, that's a really good question. Who had the worst? Like, wh- who was in the worst position the following? What was December? Alberto Del Rio doing in 2011? <laughs> what about Sheamus? Sheamus, well, Sheamus did. Sheamus, Sheamus won the title at WrestleMania. That was yeah. the Brian. I don't remember what he did at SummerSlam. I don't remember SummerSlam 2012. Was that was that Cena? No, that wasn't Cena. Brock. Is Brock someone? And then Cena someone. Yeah. Uh, SummerSlam 2012. That would have been Punk against. Is that Punk Cena? That might have been Punk Cena. SummerSlam 2012. Let's look. And then Sheamus would have been in that mix for someone else. Oh, Sheamus, Sheamus fought Del Rio again. Oh, dear God. Le- CM Punk was uh, defeated Big Show and John Cena, and then Lesnar defeated Triple H in the no DQ match. Mm, yeah, Anyways, this is a bad fall off. So after the match, uh, Tatanka confronts Luger about selling out as DiBiase gets in the ring. Luger kicks the bag out of DiBiase's hand. And Tatanka attacks. It's a Tatanka heel turn. Tatanka is the ultimate gaslighter. Can you think of someone who gaslights more than than Tatanka? I mean, somebody's ex-boyfriend out there, probably. No, not even them. It's Tatanka. Can you imagine being told, dude, you sold out, you sold out, you sold out, you sold out for fucking like two months or however however long the storyline was. Uh, And then just you, you have the match. You're like you prove you're trying to prove your innocence. This guy just yeah. fucking rolls you up like a bitch while you're distracted by the guy who you're clearly not joined up with. And then he just fucking attacks you because he's the one who actually joined up with the guy. Yeah, that's pretty shitty behavior by Tatanka. That is the gaslight. The, honestly, this might be the the biggest heel turn of all time. That is a heel turn and a half to go from good guy to Tatanka, Native American warrior king. We appreciate this man for what he does. He's bringing he's bringing uh, a very apt and okay representation of Native Americans portrayal, like portraying Native American culture in a very okay way because he is Native American. Uh, he is a Native American. Technically, he's an actor on on major cable television, and he is a gaslighting piece of shit. <laughs> he attacks viciously. Chops, clothesline, stomps, big Samoan drop. While this is happening, kids in the back are still using the foam tomahawks that they that were selling for Tatanka and are still actively cheering for Tatanka while he's beating up Luger. Because P- Luger was not popular. This People is, were not is, behind you know, Luger. Can you imagine if he had done this on Bret Hart? It wouldn't have worked on Bret Hart because Bret Hart's Canadian, so who gives a fuck? But Bret Hart's also <laughs> probably the most popular babyface right now because is Bret Hart champion? Bret Hart might be champion. At this I think point. so. Tatanka only gets booed when he embraces DiBiase. Tatanka would be in WWF for a little while longer. He would be part of the uh, Million Dollar Corporation. He would lose his uh, final televised match in WWF on March 19, 1996, losing to then WWF champion Bret Hart in a non-title Ooh. match. And would leave WWF in the spring of 96, citing family and spiritual issues. We're going to take a break. When we get back, Tatanka comes back to WWF in 2005. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. 
You got this. Adidas. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Back from the break, August 1st, 2005, Chavez returned to Raw as a face once again for a one-time appearance to face Eugene in the Eugene Invitational, a three-minute match with Kurt Angle's Olympic gold medal on the line. Tatanka lost the match when Angle attacked Eugene with 27 seconds left. Tatanka would then be a part of the Royal Rumble in 2006. It was kind of his, his big return to television and where he was eliminated by Joey Mercury and Johnny Nitro. And then at No Way Out, Matt Hardy answered an open challenge to Eminem and needed a, a mystery partner, and his choice was Tatanka. No Way Out 2005, Matt Hardy and Tatanka versus Eminem. It's not for the titles. I just can't think of a weirder duo. I really can't. I do like that it's a North Carolina connection, though, because Tataka is from North Carolina. Yeah. So, like, at yeah. least there's, like, something there. You know what I mean? I, this is, like, weirder than fucking Denhausen and Orange Cassidy being the, the fourth team in that tag match for the titles. They truly wanted just to get those two guys on the card somewhere. Uh, what'd you think of the match? I thought this was fine. I, I don't know, man. This is just, like... It's sometimes you like get like a mix mash of of people and it works because the yeah. contrasting styles is fine. This was like a bridge too far, uh, where it's a weird it didn't combo work because there's just no chemistry whatsoever between any of these people. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 chemistry between Eminem. They're a good tag team. They've been yeah, well, they're they're a legit team, which is why. Yeah. But between them and even between them and Matt, I thought it was pretty clunky in, in certain A points. little bit, yeah. I mean, let's talk about the tag offense that Tatanka and Matt Hardy do. The fact that they do a double back butt drop on Nitro, they do the wheelbarrow back suplex uh, as well. I was I was a little surprised that they could do this. Matt does a double team move all on his own at one point because he's supposed to get double suplex by Eminem and turns it into a double neck breaker. And I was like, look at you, Matt. You, you know tag yeah. wrestling. I will say... Uh, WWE did a fucking excellent job with Eminem. Oh, great presentation! I don't under you know why they they were such a fucking great heel team because I just don't see how you could see that entrance and think to yourself, "Yeah, I like these people." Those are some relatable folks. Yeah, like <laughs> I, you know, these people, I like them. They're salt I, of the I, earth. I can't, I can't. I just can't. Like fathom someone thinking that maybe like fucking paris hilton might think that but like i cannot imagine like just a just a normal human being going to an arena seeing eminem and be like i fucks with these guys paris hilton sees, sees them and just goes that's hot yeah it's hot <laughs> uh melina rakes the eyes of tatanka at once at one point at ringside 
because uh, the ref is distracted. Nitro then drop kicks him off the apron, and Eminem have Tatanka isolated. I skipped clean over the Tatanka hot tag because it was it was mid at best. You know, we just have to talk about it. When Tatanka comes out after, after so Matt comes out, he's standing on the apron, and then Tatanka's music hits. Which yeah. again, I'm not going to uh, do the nope. chant because that, but that's how his his song starts. Um, zero reaction. Zero. Honestly, it's, he might have had negative one reaction. It's above the Brian Christopher return. It's above the it's Christian, but it's still low. There was just nothing. There was no like I I can't even say that because there is quite literally no reaction for him. There's nothing. No one moved. It's like uh it's like Jericho Sims dunk when you see that like sad, like angled perspective and you look at the audience and quite literally not a single soul that's in the frame of that video moves. moved. No. <laughs> that is basically what happened here with Tatanka. Nitro and Mercury with right hands to Tatanka. He's trying to fight out of the corner, but he's overwhelmed. He does catch Mercury in midair for an atomic drop, the one that we talked about, and yep. clotheslines Nitro coming off the top rope. We get the hot tag to Matt, who is clearly saying, now, 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 to Tatanka to get him to tag him in time. Yeah. Uh, Matt with the tilt, the roll, side slam, bulldog, and clothesline combo on Eminem. Elbow from the middle rope. We get a side effect to Nitro. It's not bad. Not bad. It, we get at uh, one point he uh he he's going for a clothesline on Joey Mercury who ducks and he absolutely eats a super kick clean from Johnny Nitro. Yep. Matt with the double clothesline. Here comes Tatanka with the double top rope overhead chop. It's one yeah, of his baby. moves. Samoan drop to Mercury, a twist of fate to Nitro simultaneously, and Matt Hardy and Tatanka win the match, which is I think a very surprising result i don't even know what to do man he got a title shot on the next edition of smackdown and lost oh pain and that would be the end of this tag team uh tatanka would get some vignettes debuting that a new warrior would soon be forged in tatanka and then he was legitimately adopted into oglala sioux tribe the lakotas and when he returned to wrestling his return match was defeating simon dean there's a sentence for you. Let's look at our last match in a thing that I feel like we're starting to have these like fun wrestling facts. Everyone gets to learn, like everyone learned about Joey Abs being the first person to take a stunner last week in our test episode. Here's your fun fact of the week. Hey, who was the Miz's debut opponent? It was Tatanka. And that's our last oh, match. Baby. September 1st, 2006, SmackDown, Miz makes his in-ring debut after being the host of the Diva Search on the real world and a general nuisance to all involved against Tatanka. Yeah. What did you think of the match? Um, I mean, the less I speak, the better. Um, because... The less JBL speaks it would be better, too. Oh, so JBL coming full circle with Tatanka, where at first his commentary is quite quite racist, uh, to then going oh, around to, racist. To then coming around to being like, do it for Chief J Strombo, uh, Geronimo, and I don't know what the other names were that he said, but yeah, just like just like previous Native American wrestlers. It's just it's like okay, but also JBL's just mad at everything because he's mad the Miz is wrestling. Uh, Miz, by the way, listed as Mike Mizanin, introduced as the Miz, wrestling in jeans, like jean shorts and a t- mohawk. JBL is 
so pressed. He needs to calm down. He's he so un- yeah. What He's there like, are people bro. there are people in homemade Miz shirts that they show in the crowd. They say like Miz's girls or whatever. Ah oh, man, I mean the Miz. I don't. I didn't watch that season of the Real World. Quite frankly, I didn't watch any season of the Real World. I just watched the challenge. Fair. Uh, was the Miz like? Did you ever watch that? No. I, I, I like. I know he was popular off of the Real World, but I don't know. What deal? What like was he? Po- I don't know why he was popular. What the fuck was the Miz doing on Real World? Um. Anyways, I could see him having a cr- like an audience just because of that. Yeah. Like, oh, I like this guy. And, and Miz is like good. He's a good looking dude. He's a funny guy. He's like you know he's got some. He's got that charisma even early on. And now you look at Miz and you're like, what a what a career. What a what a guy made like, at WrestleMania against John Cena and won. Perseverance. The Miz has it in spades. Uh, Tatanka runs to the ring to school this whippersnapper. Miz hoorahs Tatanka in the corner, so hits him with the hoorah. And Tatanka has words with Charles Robinson because he's on a perceived, or he's on a losing streak because of perceived ref mistakes. That's like his gimmick right now. Specifically, Lil Nate is causing him trouble. Yeah, because a losing streak is definitely what you want out of your old, uh, old-timey wrestler who's randomly back just the weirdest runs coming out of the 2000 the, the late to mid to late 2000s man tatanka d'lo brown it's all weird uh speaking of weird miz does an arm drag and then does a weird strut and the robot yeah um and then at one point he's doing the the ra- he's doing like a racist taunt where he's doing the the, the noise the Native American yeah. noise, and he's doing the chops at the and he's doing the forehead. using his hand to on his mouth to make yeah. the noise. Yeah, this is not, and he's like doing his little the little it's march. Like, skip his thing. thing, Miz. You, like you know how every once in a while WWF will be like, oh, you know, let's take a look at the Rock's debut match, or like here's Stone Cold's first appearance. Like you can't post the Miz's shit. <laughs> well, you can't post the whole thing, but you could post segments of it between commentary that taunt. And the general feeling about the Miz, I don't think you can post it. Well, the homosexual remarks from from uh, JBL weren't great either. Where he was like, because I guess the Miz hosted Diva Search, but he didn't host the finale at and and at, uh, at the t- Times Square or whatever the fuck. And he's like, Miz is upset because they got to wear this uh, the sequin and he didn't. Yeah, just it's like okay. I think we're all better off that JBL is just not on commentary or TV. Yeah, we get we get a bunch of chops, but like legit chops, like the, yeah. the regular chops, like Walter chops to the chest. Yeah. That's where we were getting out of Tatanka. This motherfucker was trying to cave in the Miz's chest. Back body drop, big clotheslines. He's starting to pace around on the warpath like they say. Lots more chops, overhead, scoop slam. Tatanka wants to go up top, but Miz slides to the apron and gets chopped so hard that he collapses to the outside. And then we get kind of the finish. Go into the finish. Yeah, uh, Tatanka or um, Miz uh, gets thrown back into the ring after that apron chop. Uh, he grabs Lone H, and as Tatanka's getting into the ring, Miz like shoves Lone H into him. Tatanka moves him out of, or uh, Lone H moves out of the way, but he's like a bit disoriented. Uh, Miz takes advantage of this, rakes Tatanka in the eyes, and then backslides him. One, two, three. The Miz wins. Tatanka's pissed. 
Dawkins pissed Charles Robinson. Miz had his feet on the ropes. One career fades. Another one blooms. Whoever makes their debut against the Miz is going to be a future world champion. That's what I'm calling. Because it's just the way it's the cycle, baby. Not that Tatanka was a world champion, but... Has anyone made their debut against the Miz? Where the fuck is Jay White coming in? Is yeah, Jay White going to make his debut against... Kenny Omega, when Kenny Omega, if he actually does end up jumping ship, let him debut against uh, The Miz. Tatanka asked for and was released from his WWE contract on January 19, 2007, but not before ending his losing streak by defeating... Give me a guess. Who do you think he Gregory beat? Gregory Helms. You were in the right division. He beat Jimmy Wang Yang. I was going to guess Shannon Moore. <laughs> WWE noted this event with these parting words. Tonka is an accomplished veteran of the squared circle. The Native American made a splash upon his entrance in the WWE in the 90s, remaining undefeated for nearly two years. What did you think looking at the double career of Tatanka? My thing with Tatanka is Tatanka is absolutely just one of those random ass like wrestlers that i feel like would be used as a bit like how fucking johnny lawrence became a bit on how i met your mother uh and like you know like just like bit like little stuff like that i feel like tatanka if i ever were to write a sitcom i'm never going to but if i were tatanka would be my bit you know just like it's just like it's just what he is he's just like a wrestler who was kind of in the foreground of the promotion of the wwf in that nine in the early 90s and then you know faded away for a decade came back and was also in the in the the, the, deep into that undercard uh in that time period as well and you know it's just weird because he came at a time where Obviously, wrestling was hot, but it was it was that in between eras pay like, yeah. area, you know, because we're just after the golden era, but we're not. The uh, new generation hasn't really started yet. The new generation's not really here yet, and you know, we're Austin's uh, is in WCW, so we're not anywhere near the Attitude Era. Uh, and you know, it, he comes back, and we're just in that phase after you know the greatest era of, of all time in pro wrestling, the Ruthless Aggression Era. Uh, where we're in that transition period where Cena is really starting to take over, but we're not actually in the Cena era yet. No, We don't have Randy Orton exactly yet. That's a good point. Both of his major runs were in like weird transitional times. Yeah. With a, a like, especially in the first one, like a defined character, some decent motivation, some, some memorable feuds, but never enough like wrestling ability to really like, you can't put them in the main. You know, you know, I actually kind of like the idea of uh, of you know someone like getting their frustrations up with the referee. I feel like that's a thing that should happen now. Why isn't that in wrestling this day? Like Baron Corbin keeps losing. Why can't we make Baron Corbin's whole thing is like the refs are quote unquote screwing him? I will say part of it is because I don't recognize any WWE refs anymore. They don't have definitive pers- personalities anymore. Yeah, which is yeah. unfortunate. Do they still have eyebrows, guy? Who the fuck is eyebrows? There's guy? a guy. There's one of them has like really defined eyebrows. Oh, is it like the tanned one who's actually yeah, the, like a yeah. really pretty good looking guy? Yeah, I think he's there. Yeah, make it that guy. I know Jessica or Jess. Yeah. I know Ref Jess and Ref Jess. Yeah, that's all that's I got it. for you. I don't even know who their senior go- official is. Who is their senior official? That's a great question. I want to talk about two matches from his second independent run that didn't make the cut because I couldn't find them. <laughs> December 17th, 2009, an episode of Impact, 
Tatanka defeated Jay Lethal in a Black Machismo Invitational match with the end of the trail. And in 2012, Tatanka was in the King of Trios tournament in Chikara. I'm sorry, you said fucking what? He teamed with 123Kid, a.k.a. X-Pac, a.k.a. Sean Waltman, and Aldo Montoya, a.k.a. Justin Credible, to form Team WWF. They were defeated in the first round by the extreme trio of Jerry Lynn, Tommy Dreamer, and Two Cold Scorpio. It's fucking hilarious to me that Justin Credible counts as the Team WWF guy, but Two Cold Scorpio counts Mm -hmm. as the... (laughs) What? The following day, Tatanka defeated Sugar Dunkerton in a singles match. What the fuck? <laughs> a storied and varied career for Tatanka. Lots. He's wrestling Pineapple Pete? He's wrestling Pineapple Pete. Jesus. That wraps up this week's episode. Wherever you're listening, be sure to rate and subscribe. Give the boys five stars. It helps us out as we continue to grow and cover story wrestlers like Test and Tatanka. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Crossbody of Work. Javier, where can people find you on social media? I'm on the Twitter machine at JMLO Sports. It's in the bio of the main account. Mine is also in there. Added seven gomes, I T S E V A N G O M E S. Tell a friend about the show. Give us a five star review, and we will read things on air. Go do all those wonderful things. Fullpresswrestling.com for links to all these matches. What is your match wreck of the week? Is it the Shawn Michaels match? sure man sure honestly it might just be the lex luger one just for the turn i think it's the luger one for the, it's the worst match but it's a good moment so let's i just say the want luger to see match. i want everyone to experience just the highest form of gaslighting yes go and you can find the links to all these matches on fullpresswrestling.com plus all of the episodes we've covered before all the matches are there fullpressshop.com cop the merch support the boys Help us out tremendously. Next week, I made an audible because I want to move what our thing was for next week to the week after. So it's another one-word wrestler next week. We are looking at the career of a female trailblazer. It's Jazz. I am hyped. I like that. I like it a lot. Jazz is somebody who I think gets forgotten about unfairly, despite being one of my favorite powerhouse female wrestlers we've ever seen. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And somebody who was instrumental in some early like realizations of like, wow, women's wrestling can be very, very good. Like Jazz was that woman. Like she could fucking go. Yeah, she's someone who came along too early. Uh, absolutely. Because like if she had just, even in just like the later uh, 2000s, like she would have been fucking great. Just seeing her there with even just the divas division that they had it when that was a thing, just you know her against Natty and all that stuff, she would have been like a very very big part of that. And we're gonna try and find some matches. So obviously she had her WWE run between 2001 and 2004, but she appeared in other. She was in ECW before that. She's been in Shine. She's been in Chikara. She's been in Impact. She's been in AEW. Like we're gonna try and find as many different matches as possible for Jazz. But next week we dive back into the women's division with Jazz. I'm very excited. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That wraps up the podcast, but it's the time for everyone's most favorite part of the whole damn thing. Javier, any final words for the people? This week 
on life advice with Javier. Uh, we've got some traveling advice. Travel advice? I love travel advice. Yes, yes. Yesterday I booked uh, for me and the missus a trip to my motherland, uh, the Dominican Republic. That's right. Um, and uh, yeah, so one, I made a mistake on one part of it, which was the flights. We waited way too long. The prices went up. So if you know where you're going to go and a rough time period of when you want to go, buy your flights as soon as you possibly can i'm not saying you have to buy the whole book the hotel and all that stuff asap but definitely the flights the The earlier the cheaper and you'll thank me for it later um and then when it came to the resort you know it was it was actually really convenient so the resort itself we're going at a non like peak time it's early june schools aren't out yet so they don't have that excuse and it's just that like there's not a holiday so there's no reason for anyone to really take a vacation um and then you know it's the 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 resort itself on their website gave us like a 40 percent discount so instead of it being like you know 2800 or something like that it was like 1600 which okay. isn't terrible but then after i had booked the flights boom 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 the actual like the 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 airline JetBlue shot me an email shot my girlfriend because she booked her flights first because she's quicker than I am an email and was like hey look possibilities for you to book in this these resorts and then our resort and the exact section that I wanted was on there and it was like four hundred dollars cheaper than what the website was okay. offering boom book that um and so my advice to the people out there. Book your flight stupid early, but also yep. look look at all the options for the resort slash hotel slash all this stuff because you never know where you could get it cheap. Always or try cheaper. to get that deal. Yeah, always, always try to look get for that the deal. deals. Good deals, and we did a good deal of talking about Tatanka today, and that wraps it all up. Next week, we're covering jazz. Thank you so much for sticking with us. We'll see you next week. Reach for the sky, boy. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.